Hello everyone, my name is Chris. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to Becoming, Becoming Gonzalez. Welcome back to episode two. I want to say a big thank you and shout out to everyone who tuned in to last week for the first episode. Yes, it was very exciting. Made mm-hmm. it worldwide. I know, that's crazy. We actually went worldwide. I'm not sure about the level of success we were hoping for from that type of standpoint, but we actually were heard and three or four different countries around the world which is a blessing we are very grateful right i'm extremely grateful today is a beautiful fall day we are enjoying our saturday together we went out to a park able to get the grandparents to watch the children so we have a little bit of peace and clarity so we can have a good old conversation yes hear nature in the background right right (laughs) um so so go ahead but this week um we're going to talk about the birth of our son gianni gabriel right so last week we left off i think at the end we were talking about how we had lost our first son to a miscarriage at 22 and a half weeks that was quite an experience at that point in my life it was definitely one of the biggest life lessons I had to learn and grow quickly from because the reality is life didn't stop just because somebody passed from this life to the next right the world kept moving bills still had to be paid work had to still be done Mm -hmm. and it's okay to grieve and have your emotions of losing a child but we still had to do everything as grown-ups would do right exactly and so um, exactly one month after we lost baby Christopher that's the thing though so I always told Jennifer after losing our firstborn son that that struggle that loss of life could either lead us more together. It was like a make or break thing. Mm-hmm. It was gonna bring us closer together or it was gonna tear us apart. Mm-hmm. And I knew for me at that moment that I had my mind made up. I was ready to spend the rest of my life with you. I agree. <laughs> yes. I remember watching Christopher come out of the womb out of your body and I remember seeing this big for a split second it was this big black like orb or the sack or whatever and then after like two seconds it just expanded and became all all, I guess liquid Mm -hmm. and there he was yeah that's exactly what my mother said uh huh yeah And he was right there, and I hope it doesn't get too graphic and intense for people, but it's just the... We're just sharing our story. The authenticity and the realness of our lives. 
is something that I really want to be able to portray and get across to people. Yeah. And so he was there. He fit in the palm of my hand. And I'm not even a big dude. I'm like 5'5". Five, five. So mm -hmm. I have normal or average hands. And he was just as big as my hand. And uh, at that point in my life, it was the toughest thing I have ever experienced. Looking mm -hmm. back, it was just a start of a beautiful journey. I just turned 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And how old are you now? I'm 25. Exactly. Sometimes we don't even realize it was just five short years ago. It don't mm -hmm. even feel that short, does it? No, it doesn't. Exactly. You blink, and then you're old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're not even that old, you're, but... You could be old. I'm not old. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> but... Y'all know what I mean. Right, right. <laughs> So needless to say, we spent a few more days in the hospital after that. Is that correct? Um, no, we left that night uh -huh. um, of the hospital. We were they um, they dressed him up, like wrapped him in a nice little blanket, and like took pictures of him so that we could keep it. And mm -hmm. we have it in our house to this day. His ashes. Up. Yeah, we have his ashes. Um, Usually I'm not one for keeping ashes, but we kept him, so. Yeah, that was just a, I don't know, that was just, that was very hard. And it's not like we go back and look at his ashes and all that kind of stuff, do some. Yeah, he has his own little Some spot. magical stuff of it or anything, oh, but yeah, it, no. it's in a box, a, a little wooden box it's that like the doctor. Like yes, that the hospital had given us. Mm -hmm. And I remember... So getting back to the make or break thing, I decided right after that that I was going to get married to her no matter what. <laughs> I already knew in, up until that point that I wanted to get married to her, but for me... Yeah, because you proposed to me. I had already proposed to you before then? Mm-hmm. You proposed to me um, when I was pregnant with him. Right. It was around my, your birthday. And that was at the time we were going attending a different church. And that was right down the street from that church. We were actually living at that time with my siblings. Mm -hmm. I was roommates with my siblings. We were renting a house from the church that I was attending at that time. And I remember coming home and there was that there was that um, outfit that you have for him that was inside of the closet. Mm -hmm. Remember when I had grabbed it? Mm -hmm. And I was just very emotional, crying and stuff. Yeah. It's like right there in your darkest moment, you, you do not see any light whatsoever. I did not see any hope. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have a choice. Like, I just had to wake up the next day and move forward. Yeah. I remember holding him and I was saying... I promise that your life will not be in vain. I will get my life together. I would, I will strive to do the best things in life. It was like a... To be um, able to see you again. Mm-hmm. Because we believe he's in heaven. And I knew right then in that moment I needed to get right with the Lord. And it was like a spring pad, so to speak. Like a... 
like a rocket boost, like something that I really needed to get me going Mm -hmm. to understand that life is a vapor, like the Bible tells us. It's short. It's a blink of an eye. And I had to hurry up and do what I needed to do in order to get myself in the right position in life. Look, some little bees is attacking Jennifer. We outside. And they just messing with her. And they messing with me. It's gone. As far as I know, it might be messing I with me. I was trying not to scream, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're going to talk about um, our son, Gianni Gabriel. Um, well, before we get to that point, tell him how we got married. Well, we got how married. How that happened. Let's talk about that. We got married um, a month later. Yes, a month later after that, after we had baby Christopher, and we got married with just our parents there and our siblings and a few, like a few of Chris's friends. But um, we hope that they're doing well now. We don't really talk much, but. Um, we got married a month after that, and then we went on a trip, like a quick little honeymoon. Um, Where did we go? We went to Texas to go. I oh, met yeah. you, I met your side of the family, because I didn't even know your family yet. Um, In Texas, that's where we're pretty sure that you got pregnant with Gianni. Yes. Conceived him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um... It was nice meeting all of your family members. Um, I felt very welcomed. Right. And then um, a month later, I found out that I was pregnant, but we didn't tell anybody right away. No, we waited till almost Christmas yeah. time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we waited to. Yeah, we waited until Christmas time to tell. Um, we gave like a little onesie to the grandparents saying that baby Gonzalez number two is coming mm-hmm. and then the due date your mom was crying a lot yeah who else was crying um nobody really Hadassah was really um excited right which is yeah it was really exciting yeah, that's one of my sisters. Yes. And she was, what, 12, 11, She 10, was 11. Around that age? Yeah. Somewhere around there. And so we find out you were pregnant. And then after that, you had to get regular checkups because you were high risk. Mm-hmm. I had to get, um, I had a different blood type than the children, so I had to get what was called a Rogam shot, um, to help with the baby, um, so that my body wouldn't try to reject the baby. Right. And all that stuff, and then... Jennifer's petite. I have what's called hyperthyroidism, so... Uh, it's really hard for me to gain weight, but I eat so much, (laughs) and, um, 
So for some reason, whenever you have a baby, your body starts to reject it. Yes. So you were high risk, and we had to keep going to Vanderbilt, which is in Nashville, and we live 45 to an hour away from Nashville in a town yes. by the name of Clarksville, and this is in the state of Tennessee. And so we would consistently make these doctor's appointments and doctor visits at the women's health clinic because we didn't want her to lose the baby. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was, of course, in the back of our mind with almost every decision we were making at that time. And so, on one of those visits, we had a beautiful encounter with the Lord. <laughs> it will... Yes, it was, I was like 12 weeks when I found out um, that my body was wanting to go into labor, but um, to prevent that, I started, I got a shot um, every week to basically help keep the baby in, so every Monday of that year or that nine months I had to yep I had to get a shot in my butt to um keep the baby inside and then I also my cervix was trying to open so they did a um an operation on me uh and I got a cerclage it's basically where they sew your cervix Mm -hmm. so that my body would keep Gianni in there as long as possible um, until my body was ready to go into labor. But around, and I got that at 12 weeks, and when I had my scheduled appointment for it, I haven't had the surgery yet, but we went to a doctor's appointment in Nashville, and it was dark, and it was raining, and, yeah, and we had a red Toyota Corolla. And we had a red Toyota. That we was Toyota. getting ripped off for. Yes. We was paying way too much money for that. And we... Um, in, the in, in the intersection, to go, there's a way to go, like, a different side of town. And then all, we tried to get over to go to our side of town. And they... Um, It was dark and it was raining, and then a semi-truck happened to be right next to us. And they were trying to go the opposite way, and we were trying to get over. And there was two other lanes on the other side of him. On the left side. On the left side. And so we were driving, and as soon as I said, put on your blinker, babe, I I don't think he sees you. He hits the back of our car. And makes it to, and then it took us right in front of the semi truck. So Chris's head, the driver's side, is on the semi truck, and we're going down the highway, and he doesn't see us. So we're going probably. Chris is just pressing on the gas. He's yelling, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Right. And. 
his hands were all over our car, let me just tell you, because I was freaking out. I was holding my belly. Um, they, we were honking our horn. Like, I looked at Chris. Everything was slow motion. I looked at Chris, and he looked at me, and I thought we were going to die. I thought we were going to go underneath the semi-truck and be crushed. And we were just driving down for so long, and as soon as that patch of grass came, our car, it was nothing but Jesus, our car detached from the semi-truck and we went straight into that patch of grass. If we would have went any further, we would have gone off of the bridge. Right. So, most exits that you take are on your right-hand side. Whenever, imagine with me if you're driving and you're trying to get off at an exit from one town to the next, most of your exits are on your right, at least here in America. And there is this one exit when we're leaving the city of Nashville that goes to your left. And we needed to go to the left and the truck needed to go to the right. And the truck, I guess, assumed that I either got all the way behind him or I had passed him because it was about 730 and it was rainy, bumper to bumper traffic. It was dark. It was cold. It was cold. And like Jennifer said, he just merged right into me. And before you know it, I, I was holding on to the steering wheel with all my strength. And I had my foot on the gas pedal. I remember I never took my foot off the gas. I hadn't even pressed the gas even more the whole time. And I didn't know what I was thinking, but in that moment, I just reacted. And the only thing that was coming out of my mouth was the name of Jesus. Repeatedly kept saying his name at the top of my lungs. I look over to my right, and there's Jennifer in the passenger seat screaming to death. She had her arm on my shoulder. She's screaming and crying. I look over to my left, and I got the semi-truck's grill right there in my face. The light? The lights in my face and everything. And he's just shoving us down the highway, probably going 45, 50 miles an hour. Everybody was a little bit slower because of the conditions. And so he's just pushing us. He, he's driving a huge semi-truck. He has no idea that we're on the front of his truck. And I just remember being stuck there and getting pushed down the road and I remember a thought came to my mind j mashed the accelerator even more so I gassed it as much as the small Toyota Corolla this red little pinto bean car <laughs> that I could and I just smashed it down it was like and I just hear the car rides coming off of the tr the truck like just just scraping and everything mm -hmm. just tearing away from it and then there were like jennifer said there was another lane that was on the other side on the left side from the semi-truck and thank the lord there was no cars flying down the, those roads right at that time right at that time there was absolutely no cars going down that side and so we fly off the truck and hit straight into the median and I remember both of us jumped out of the car and we're, I never had appreciated standing on the ground like I appreciated in that moment. 
our car was sounding crazy. We got on our hands and knees rubbing the grass. We were mm-hmm. like, thank you, God. It's funny how everything else went out the window in that <laughs> moment. We're on the side of the road. It's raining. It's cold. And we're both squatting there with our hands in the dirt and the mud, just grateful that we're touching ground. Mm-hmm. And, and that accident lasted probably 30 seconds to a minute, and it felt like eternity. Mm-hmm. And I remember a young lady had stopped by. She saw everything that happened, so she stopped by, called the cops. She was like, I'm so amazed that there is not a scratch or y'all ain't even injured because our car was totaled. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was nothing, nothing but God. It was a real life Jesus moment for me because I was still, I was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, but I was still wearing pants at that time. I wasn't mm-hmm. fully um, committed and sold out. Yeah, fully committed and sold out. And I was all over the place. I was like, thank you, God. You and me both. So needless to say, we ended up getting in the ambulance, going to the hospital. Back to the hospital. <laughs> hmm. They checked on her. They checked on our son, Gianni. They checked on me. And we were okay. And out of that situation, we ended up getting another better car and God seemed to have his hand on us during that whole situation, period. And so after that... Um, I ended up having my surgery, and then that went really well. And then it was around that surgery time. um, Well, what about when we did the gender reveal? Yeah, so my my stepdad, I asked my stepdad to do the gender reveal because it was hard for everybody else in the family to keep a secret. So mm-hmm. somebody would end, it, end up getting it out. And so I know my father-in-law, or not my father-in-law, my stepdad would end up doing the... Gender reveal and keeping it to himself. Yes. But towards the very end, like the day of the gender reveal, my grandma called and he accidentally slipped with my grandma. But my grandma Uh didn't say anything. Uh So um, he was he was like, I can't find this color. I have this color, but I can't find this color. And she's like, oh, so then there was that little hiccup. But other than Mm -hmm. that, um, we thought Gianni was a girl because my symptoms were completely different from Christopher's. Can't trust the symptoms. I know. But... Squat. Yeah. But, um... I ended up... I was like, I feel like it's a boy, but I want to say it's a girl. Mm -hmm. And so, Chris and I both had... Uh, the pink, um, like, crowns on, mm-hmm. and then uh, a lot of, most of the Gonzalez family had the blue crowns on, Right. and then we ended up um, doing the gender reveal, and we popped it, and it was blue, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and... 
you could look on my Instagram. I have a picture of it, but you could see our reaction that we were completely shocked. Right. It was well, crazy. It was just all going so fast. I think we both naturally assumed that, I don't know, we had a boy the first time. There's no way it was going to be a boy again. Yeah. But we were young. And if you listen to this one day, son, we still love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> we love you even more. We didn't wish for a girl. I didn't care what I had. Spe- specifically, we just wanted you to be healthy. Exactly. Specifically regarding the prior situation, I did not care what I had. We could have had triplets. That would have been fine. <laughs> Everyone thought we were having twins, too. Mm. They still, wish, they still wish that upon us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just watching my belly grow was exciting. Um and life-changing more so for us because we got to talk to you and you would move in our in my belly and you loved hearing your daddy's voice for real yes he loved the music too didn't he yes he did anytime he knew when we were in church because anytime that music started going he would just be kicking and moving around in there and he's a little drummer boy to this day so he's very musically inclined yeah Gianni has always been playing the drums that's one thing that's something I'm not sure where he got that from he's always played the drums as far as I can remember he was a young little boy playing the drums doing his thing well I sing but I guess he gets the music stuff from me Mm -hmm. so you only made it 33 weeks right yeah Around 33 weeks, um, I started getting really bad contractions, and it was like the middle of the week. Um, We went in, I was like, I'm feeling a lot of pressure, and I had my cerclage in, and when you're feeling pressure, you don't want to tear, because it's sewed, you don't want to tear it if he's trying to come out. Mm -hmm. So they had to cut it. Um... And then I dilated like two centimeters. And then they just kept me on a monitor most of the time. And then we stayed, we stayed for three days in the hospital until you came. And I had to have a whole day of just magnesium. I couldn't eat, I couldn't get up out of the bed. I was so exhausted and then we were talking about you had to have a c-section well hold on we're not there yet but i asked chris i was like how would you feel if i ended up having a c-section and you want to tell that part how you felt i was furious i did not want you to have a c-section and we didn't know i had to have one yet i was very upset i was just emotionally strung out at that point in my life in the span of a year, I had lost a child. You were pregnant again. I had gotten married. I had went through everything. I had lost my job, too. Right? Right before you had Johnny. Mm-hmm. I had lost my job. And the C-section, the only thing that I was looking forward to Well, the thing I was looking forward to the most was holding my son. And the C-section just seemed to be another 
issue that was going to prevent that. And I was very distrusting at that point in my life of what the doctors was going to do, cutting my wife open. So I was scared. And that, that emotion was coming from a place of fear. That's what I know now. I'm glad I can identify that. But needless to say, the doctors ended up saying that a C-section was the best result. And that's what we had to have. Yeah, his foot started to push through and they said that she had to have a C-section. And that's what we went through. And I remember he came out and he had a bubble stuck in his rib, remember? Mm-hmm. He had an yeah. air bubble. He was born, and in a day or two, he already had to have surgery. So they cut the side of his when it, the side of his rib right underneath his armpit mm-hmm. on the left, and they cut it open, and they had to basically get the air bubble out. He had to be on a thing called a CPAP to make him make sure he was getting adequate oxygen. He had to be in the NICU. And it was an incredible experience. Sometimes I wish I could go back just to feel it all over again. I love you, Gianni. I love you very much. I remember the first time I had to change his diaper. That man pooped on my hand. (laughs) That was so funny. I'm sorry, but it was. Yeah, that was awesome. So for me, making this whole podcast, success is not predicated on numbers or anything. This podcast is coming from a place of creativity. But it's coming from, for me personally, maybe not for Jennifer. This is something that in years, in decades and years, 10, 20, 15 years, my kids get older they will be able to go back and say, hey, this is what my parents went through. How did my parents deal with situations? How did my parents grow? Everything that I'm saying on this podcast is from a place of being a father, a father figure, so to speak, like a little library, an audio journal. I don't care about numbers. I don't care about monetary gain right i just want to create something that i know will be able to reach my son and my daughter at some point in their life because we never know what could happen i think that's one of the biggest things i've learned through the years being with you babe we have lost multiple we'll get into it down the road but we've lost multiple children we actually have more children in heaven than we do here on earth But God has blessed us. Life is a vapor. Life is too short to be worrying about stuff that really is non-essential. If you're a believer, you believe in Jesus Christ, life is too short to be worrying about petty drama, petty beef, if people like you, people care about you. Be the change you want to see. You have got to be a witness you got to be a little Christ, a Christian. That's what it means. When Jesus died and his followers 
told the world about him and lived out his teachings and his examples, the world called them Christians. It means little Christ. It was almost a derogatory term. But that's not how we view it today. But essentially speaking, your goal if you're a believer is to be embody Jesus on the earth. If you're not doing that, then what are you what are you living this life for Christ for? If you're not telling people about Jesus, if you're not being a witness, if you're not trying to cultivate fruit, then what are you doing this for? Is it for selfish gain? And so that's the way I live my life now. A conscious effort to grow, but not grow for myself, grow for my, my children, grow for my wife, grow for my family, grow for my church, grow for God, grow for myself in the terms of be the best version of myself so that I can be the best version that Jesus created me to be, to be a witness to other people around me. And one day my children going to listen to these things and they're going to say, well, that's what my dad spent his life doing. That's what it, their mom spent their life doing. Everything that they did was to glorify God. Everything that they did was to let the world know who Jesus is. That's my goal in life. I don't care if I become a millionaire. That will be sweet. But what matters is when people interact with me, do people see Jesus in me? Do people know that I'm a believer by the way that I walk, by the way that I talk, by the way that I treat people? By the way I treat my family? And that's just the spot that I'm at right now in my life and I just hope that God continues to keep his hand on my shoulders keep his hand on my life and continue to walk me in his will for my life. I don't want to live this life without God. There's no point. This world is sick. This world's getting worse. It's not getting better. Jesus is soon to return. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and that we'll see you next episode. God bless you. God bless.